seem like dead men. But the angel spoke and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go and quickly tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Father, thank you for this day. May the power of the resurrection that raised Christ from death move in and among us that we might offer you an exalted worship today. In his precious name we pray. Amen. today and thank you those of you who are watching with us via the internet God has arranged something very special for us today please feel free to be seated and you are going to be blessed because you are here I would like to just begin with a couple of brief thoughts from the scriptures as we've been going through the book of Romans at the beginning of Romans we had read this that the, that the gospel is about Jesus Christ and it says, concerning His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Two incredible statements being made. One is that Christ as a human came as a descendant of David. It was absolutely necessary that if He was going to be Messiah, He had to be a descendant of David. And so it's important that that gets stated. But then it says that He was declared to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. That word declared has at its root, it has the idea of drawing out a boundary. And when I was on a trip with our, our men to Cooperstown a couple weeks ago, these guys had apps on their phones. I didn't even know it existed. And when they were asking me about, well, where do you live? And what's your hunting land like? And they pull out their phones, and on the phones it marked the boundaries to our land. That was fascinating. But what did it do? It defined, this is our land. Well, the resurrection defines who Jesus Christ is the Son of God with power, and nobody else is like Him. He alone. So with that thought in mind, I want to take us also to Peter, 
for just one more brief note. Peter writes about this gospel as well. And he says these interesting things. He says, of, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And this always fascinating phrase, things which angels desire to look into. Now consider that, friends. The prophets who were writing the Old Testament Scriptures for us, it says they didn't understand everything they were writing. They didn't get it. They were, oh, they were trying to put, put the pieces together and they couldn't quite yet get a handle on all of it. So they were, they were wondering what's going on. And then that phrase, things which angels desire to look into. The angels in heaven are paying attention to God's redemptive plan on the earth. And at that, at that time, when I like to think in terms of that time, when Christ entered, we celebrate Christmas, he was incarnated. And the prophets and the angels are watching, well, what, what's happening here? And just 30 some years later, this one who was incarnated is hanging on a cross, put in a tomb, his followers living in fear, hiding. And I wonder what were they thinking until they saw that Christ raised from that grave. Received back up into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And this one whom they saw leave their presence in order to take on flesh now is back glorified having accomplished that magnificent work of salvation. Can you imagine, friends, when Christ returned? The praise, the worship, the accolades, the adoration, the glory that was bestowed upon Him is these who are trying to understand what God is doing now see it in its fullness as Christ returns to the right hand of the Father. What magnificent worship had to have gone on. And friends, I mentioned that worship only because that's why we're here today. Quent has brought his family and friends from literally all over the country. They come from four different time zones. And they are here to help us enter into worship. And Quintus called this a Resurrection Sunday call to worship. May our focus be upon the risen Christ who died for us, loves us, and is ready to redeem each of us who will respond to Him. Quint. Please come, my brother. The Lord bless you and yours as you minister to us. Like he'd been there all along Not a stranger, but a father Who can sense when something's wrong And he answered all my questions And he understood my fears That somehow vanished now that with you can't you hear who speaks your name can't you feel something stirring in your heart how his word
So I begged him, please, to stay, spend the evening a few moments before he went his way. Then, like a host, he stood and blessed me, broke the bread and poured the wine. Then I knew there was something there I recognized. I can hear who speaks my name. I can feel something stirring in my heart. How his words ring strong and true, like a once familiar stream. And I know I'll never be the same. And from that moment in time, I really looked into his eyes and saw the wonders of creation shining through. And for the first time in my life, I I can see who walks with me. I can hear who speaks my name. I can feel something stirring in my heart. How his words reach strong and true, like the words familiar stream, and I know. Please stand and sing these ST. We need your help. When they crucified my Lord, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you 
when he rose up from the tomb. Were you there when he rose up from the tomb? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble Oh, tremble, tremble. Were you there when he rose up from the tomb? Cause Jesus paid it all, all to him I Sin had left a crimson stain on he washed my How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved that you give to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be. special song that we want to give or present to y'all. This this is going out to you Sunday school teachers, you AV guys, guys that Steve, Jeff, you guys are just amazing. Thank you.
um, pastor teachers, anyone who serves the Lord, this song goes out to you. to heaven and you were there with me we walked upon the streets of gold beside the crystal sea we heard the angels singing and someone called your name you turned and saw this young man he was smiling as he came he said, friend, you may not know me now. Then he said, but wait. You used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. Every week you'd say a prayer before the class would start. One day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus, in my heart Thank you for giving to the Lord I am a life that was changed Thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave Then another man stood before you And said, remember the time A missionary came to your church His pictures made you cry You didn't have much money But you gave it anyway Jesus took the gift you gave, that's why I'm here today. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to I am so glad you came One by one they came As far as the eye could see Each life somehow touched By your generosity Little things that you had done Sacrifices made Unnoticed on the earth, in heaven now proclaimed. I know up in heaven you're not supposed to cry, but I am almost sure there were tears in your eyes as Jesus took your hand. He stood before the Lord He said, my child, look around you For great is your reward Thank you for giving to the Lord I am a life that was changed Thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave Thank you for giving
thanksgiving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. So it's a very special friend of mine. She came to San Antonio, what was it, two years ago? One year ago. And I got to meet her and her mom for the first time at Hillside. And I got to know her, you know, because she's on the praise and worship team. She sounds like Carrie Joe, by the way. Um, I tried to get Carrie Joe up here, but she was booked for Easter. Um, but I'm telling you what, this girl has a voice, and she has a testimony that's going to bless you. I did it? Okay. I got it. Okay. So, uh, as Quentin said, I live in San Antonio now, and I came from Florida. So, I just want you to know, even though this snow might be irritating to you, it's very exciting for me, because I haven't seen snow for a long time, okay? I'm taking pictures, walking. It's real exciting. But um, I'm just going to share with you a little, uh, just brief little snippet of my story, um, and uh, explain how the Lord really worked through that. Because we know that sometimes hard times, he can work for our good because he promises that. It says in Romans, you know, I work all things for good to those who are called according to my purpose and those that love me. So um, this part of my story starts when I uh, just was finishing college and I met a gentleman and we dated and, and got engaged and then got married uh, two years after we'd met. And um, I was a little naive uh, and uh, because we met in the church and you know, Jesus changes everything. Uh, when he had said before we got married that he used to do drugs, I thought, well, that's in the past. We're all good. Well, then the third day that I was married, I realized, holy mackerel, I'm in a bad spot. So um, I just, I didn't really know what to do. And I think you understand where I was going that, yes, he was still doing drugs and alcohol the whole time. So anyway, uh, uh, it was a very... Uh, tough situation, and um, we don't need to know all those details. Those are uh, old and in the past, but about 10 years into the marriage, he got in trouble with the law, so he got sober, and I said, oh, hallelujah, my prayers have been answered, and so then we, you know, had a baby and such, but um, that was very short-lived, and his addiction came back with a vengeance, and uh, now that there was little children, it was uh, very scary, um, and, you know, even, um, I, I think it's not appropriate to talk about the bad part, so we won't say all that, but it was bad. So I kept praying, Lord, please help me. I'm not sure what to do. I have these two small kids, and this is a horrible situation. And then he answered my prayer um, in that my ex-husband shot me with a 9 millimeter uh, one afternoon, and so and that's a very exciting story, too, but that, we don't have time for that. But here's my point. Um, at first, you think, holy mackerel, that's horrible. But, but in the big scheme of things, it wasn't really that bad compared to the life that I had been living day to day. But so here's the exciting part. The Lord used that to get me and my two boys to safety, my young boys. Um, so, so even though that seemed like a horrible thing, it was perfect because the Lord knew. He knew that my ex-husband would fight to get us to not leave. He knew that it would be dangerous for my boys to be around them. And, and so um, in all the things that happened during the divorce, um, the judge saw through everything and gave us a protection order for 15 years. I don't know if you know about how those work, but to get one for a year is kind of hard. So you can imagine if the judge said 15 years, he knew it was bad. But 
The whole point of that story is to tell you this part, where sometimes when bad things happen, maybe I'm alone and no one's ever done this, but you kind of get the grumbling, you know, like, so, Lord, do you see what's happening to me? This is really bad. And, you know, I was nice, and I prayed for him. And, you know, you, whatever it is, whatever your situation is, you have different things to say. So I was just grumbling one day on the way to work, just, let me tell you about this. It cost me half a year's salary to get divorced. Huh? That's not very good. What's going to happen how? You know, and I'm just complaining. And then just like he does, he spoke so softly and gently to my heart, and he said, how much were you willing to pay for the safety of your boys and you? And I said, whew, okay, you're right. There's no amount, all the mothers here know, there is no amount you would pay to keep your kids safe, right? So I was like, yeah, feeling a little, whew, that was, I'm not going to be complaining anymore. But then he took it a step further, and he said, do you know how much I paid for you? And I realized in that moment, there's nothing that can happen to us that, 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 that will change the fact that we get to spend eternity with our risen Lord. No matter what crazy stuff happens, nothing will change that because he's paid that price already. And so in that moment years ago, I realized, you know, bring it on. Whatever you have that comes, it's okay because I get to spend eternity with Jesus who loved me and loved you so much that he died for us and then he rose again because he is the risen Lord. Now, we're going to take a little time, just as uh, you were told that this service is about a call to worship. We're going to, work, we're going to worship together. We're going to sing some songs that um, possibly you know. So if you'll all stand, we're going to worship the Lord, sing about how he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and how he reigns forever. In the darkness we were waiting Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Of all who come 
Father are restored, and the church of Christ was born. Then the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not live, shall not fade. By His blood and in His name, in His freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. King of kings and Lord of lords. It takes just a moment to get everything going. The moon and stars, they wept. The morning sun was dead. The Savior of the world was fallen. His body on the cross, his blood put out for us. The Savior of the world. Sorry. One final breath he gave As heaven looked away The Son of God was laid in darkness The battle in the grave The war on death was waged The power of hell forever broken The ground began to shake the stone was rolled away his perfect love could not be overcome now death where is your sting our resurrected king has rendered you defeated forever
Okay, I'd like to introduce another friend of mine. Actually, she's from the TikTok. <laughs> she and I became friends, what, a year? 2020. And I never met her until three days ago. Yeah, three days ago, I just met her. But I, we connected and uh, she was telling me her story and I thought, you know, would you come up to the Arctic? You know, just south of where Santa lives. Would you come up and share that story? Because she's got a story. And oh, her, oh yeah. Oh, you want to know her name? Uh, her, her name is Marl. Did I do that right? Marl. Uh, very, very her name is Marl Rabbit. M A R A L Rabbit. But she's got a story. And she also sells merch on the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Back a little bit. Hi, good morning. I'm actually uh, from Palm Beach, Florida. So this is actually nice. I like the cold. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Not too cold, though. Anyway, it's an honor to be here uh, just sharing my son's, um, his son, uh, my son's accident. Um, the morning of March 19, 2014, he had sent me a text message. I mean, I sent it to him, sorry. <laughs> my notes are all screwed. Um, letting him know that I pray for him daily and that I loved him. Um, it was 11.30 that morning when I received the phone call from a police officer. He said, ma'am, your son has been in a severe motorcycle accident and he's in intensive care. After I gathered all the information, I got off the phone and had a blank stare in my face, a parent's worst nightmare. I headed to the hospital and had an hour drive ahead of me. I was numb and I didn't know what to think. The officer met with me when I arrived at the hospital. He said he was ejected from his motorcycle accident, motorcycle, and wouldn't have survived if he didn't have his helmet on. But I honestly think it was all those covered prayers all those years. The doctor said he had suffered a diffused axonal brain injury, a ruptured spleen, and a few uh, small fractures of his ribcage. I'm looking at him just laying there in a coma, still trying to make a sense of all this. I ended up staying in the hospital that night. The next morning, I continued to pray and ask God what he was doing. In the silence and listening to the noises of the machines, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm renewing his mind. I'm taking away his motorcycle helmet and giving him a helmet of salvation. I held on to that promise and continued to trust in faith. As days went by, family and friends came to visit. One night, there were close to 25 people in the waiting room. My son was very much loved and was a people person, the life of a party, with a sense of humor, which he still has till today, but he wasn't walking with the Lord. While in a coma, I was told they can hear they can still hear you. So I started playing praise and worship songs, praying and journaling. One morning, a nurse heard a song and said, oh, mama, you're a believer. I shared a bit of John's story. Soon I found out there were several nurses and doctors that were believers. The doctor gathered the nurses in the room and said, we are going to pray for this young man now. My church family had been praying for him as well. Two weeks later, his vitals were stable and was transferred to a room. He still was in a coma, but with a trachea and a feeding tube. The neurosurgeons would make their rounds and test him, and he remained unresponsive. But I would see his eyes flutter. I would see very subtle movements, and I knew he was in there. The therapist would try to wake him up in nothing. Days passed, and I was told he needs to be transferred to a nursing home because he doesn't qualify to be an inpatient hospital. I ended up touring a nursing home nearby with sadness. After I left, I cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, he doesn't belong here. 
I continued to pray that night for resources, and the next day I was reminded of taking reflexology in massage school. Uh, the map of the feet that would correspond to the different organs and systems of the body, and the big toe is especially uh, the nerve endings in the brain. I brought massage oil and peppermint uh, to the hospital and started massaging my son's feet, especially firm pressure on the big toe. My daughter and I started taking turns. As you can see on her face, she was thrilled. <laughs> the next day after prayer, God spoke to me again, and he said, I'm going to resurrect him. Wow. I saw the whole scene of Lazarus flash before my eyes. It was a few days before Palm Sunday that I noticed John moving his legs and pushing the covers off of him. The therapist came in and said, this is good. I haven't seen this before. We will be getting ready for, to work on him. He said if he can move up the Glasgow scale, that he has a chance to be in the inpatient rehab hospital. Praise God. The therapist started working with him. He was slowly waking up from his coma. Days followed. They were having him try to balance sitting. He passed the swallow taste and his trachea and feeding tube were removed. Easter Sunday, we gathered with John at the hospital. One step at a time, he had to relearn how to eat, walk, talk, use the bathroom, bathe, write, drive, shave. All things we take for granted every day. No two brain injuries are alike, and the road to recovery is long and hard. We have, we've had many answered prayers, and some not the way we wanted it. My son did get saved and loves the Lord. In closing, I'd like to say, in the midst of our trials and frustrations, never forget the work God is doing in those hard times. I have learned it's not about us. It's about what he did on the cross. Thank you. Because of what the Lord did on the cross for us, we have a living hope. We don't trust in government, or at least I don't. I think it's a consensus. It's no we trust in the living Lord. So we're going to sing this song, and I'd love it if you all would stand and sing with us, Living Hope. How great the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. How Hallelujah, death has 
upon me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living going to give real quick one. What time is it? I still have time? Okay. As, as most of you all know, I lost my wife, you know, six years, five, five, six years? Yeah, five, six years ago. And um, I lost her to cancer. But there was one night when she just couldn't get comfortable. I didn't have enough, or we didn't have enough drugs in the house to make her comfortable. And she was just writhing in pain. And I'm thinking in my head, my, my male brain head, <laughs> that, you know, when you get worked up, you, you just have to relax. And I, I thought, I'd just draw her a, a, a warm bath. So I got her in the bath, and she's literally clenching my fist. Like, well, I guess they're gone now, but she, her nail prints were in the back of my head. I got her in the bath, and then I got mad. I got mad at God. I said, all you have to do is touch her. Why, why is this happening? And then the words from Job 38 came through my mind. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And the whole book of Job flooded through my mind at that time. I got down on my knees. I said, Lord, who am I to question you? Forgive me. And immediately, and I'm not kidding, it was like milliseconds. 
her hands started to unclench from my hand. And she relaxed. And she had the longest sleep that I've, I've ever experienced with her. She slept for 12 hours or something. But I started thinking about that. I said, Lord, is it my pride that I'm dealing with? And he said, yes. I'm dealing with your pride. Stop it. Rely on me. So this next song that we're going to do, which I'm not sure which one is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring up my family. It's called, I Bowed on My Knees and Cried Holy. So that's what happened when my wife passed away. I dream of a city called glory so bright and so fair when I enter gates See 
I know you're as awake enough group to know that what we experience here today didn't happen without a lot of effort, a lot of labor, a lot of love that went into it. And I also know that we've been trained by cantatas year after year after year. We're not sure if we're supposed to clap after a song, right? We've been trained to not clap. So we're a little hesitant. So let's do away with the hesitancy and let's share, show what we really appreciate about these people and say thank you to them, shall we? Yes. Amen. Amen. Now you don't have to feel bad that I drew that out of you because I had warned them. I said, these are Scandinavians. They've been taught to be very reserved in church. This is how they were raised. But I told you, they will be blessed by what you're bringing. And you have been blessed. And it has been a rich thing that God has given us to remind us and bring us back to the one who did it all by his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen? Amen. He alone is to be praised. We thank you for the great ministry that has been here. We're thankful for a praise team that's going to come and they're going to close us out. And you, will be dis you are dismissed after this. May God bless you as you enjoy time together on this wonderful Resurrection Sunday. Father, thank you for how we have been blessed as we've been brought into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take us away. Amen. Mm -hmm.
just because he lives. Thank you, you are dismissed.